0: Welcome to the Overboard podcast. We like to keep it simple, so no overthinking, no advertisements and no overproduction, just hearty discussion. And to join me with hearty discussion this week and every week is my friend, the lovely from Liverpool, Ben Clift.
1: Thank you, David. What a lovely introduction as always.
0: The sun is Apparently shining Apparently it's been
1: very hot Yeah, you said that You said it's very hot as well 30 degrees or something, is it?
0: This morning, when I let the dog out 8 o'clock, 25 degrees already Ooh, it's going to be scorchio, mm, yeah? It's going to be scorchio today
1: yeah. And I got I got the little Zoe staying with me at the moment. so holidays already, but she's got lots of summer camps, she said she's off to.
0: Plus, I might have some work this year, which is good. and excellent. Also yeah, back on the ships hopefully. And also I should get my Hungarian medical card this week and my immunization card this week. So things moving along quite nicely. And what with the sunshine, I'm feeling tickety-boo. Benjamin, can I just say to you that the 23rd of April, 2020, which we broadcast our first podcast, it's now mid-June, uh, 2021. Yep. We've been going for a, a year and a few months now. I was thinking, what we should do now is maybe a, a series of
1: one-offs, like in we'll, the sound of this.
0: Yeah, we'll make this the last regular one for a while, but we will have some good. some one-offs coming out in various guises. Um, but we will be coming back for another series uh, towards
1: the end of the year. Do you think there'll be a lot of people now listening to this? Quite sad, upset, emotional. Do you think we should give out a Samaritan's number?
0: I think there'll be a lot of people thinking, oh, thank God for that. Big thank you to all of our fans who've kept us going when we thought, why are we just still doing this? But they've uh, they've supported us with comments. Thank you very much for listening. We will be back later on in the year. If you remember when we started the podcast,
1: why we started it, how do you think it's yes. changed over the last year and a bit? It's changed quite a bit, Dave. If I'm honest with you. At the start, we wanted to focus a lot on obviously the impact that COVID was having on our on our area of expertise, on our on our jobs. Um, and since then, it's just developed into you know me and you catching up, di- uh, dissecting some of the weekly news, and having a good laugh. And I think that's good news, don't you?
0: It just seems like things are changing in in the right direction yes. at
1: the moment. You've had that. You've had the nod to return uh, to the rivers, which is great news. News, mate, and I'm off out doing various bits and bobs, so this will be the final one, like you say, for a while, but we will be back. Big game tonight. Are you going to be watching England versus Scotland? I don't really care who wins as long as it's a good game of football. Uh, you mentioned it last week, actually. You said you can't really get excited until the until the knockout stages. And you're absolutely right. Although some of the games have been great and Italy look uh, immense, don't they? In last week's podcast, you gave me the quiz about um, countries and capital cities or where places were. And you always do this to me, spring it on me. So I've got a little quiz for you now based around the Euros to see, David, just how, just how um, clever you are. What I've done is I've taken a list of footballers, I'm going to give you their names and all you need to do is to tell me which country they play for. Okay, so your first player, Ken Seema Turkey. Nope, he plays for Sweden, so that's one wrong Okay, next one, Jonas Vind Jonas Vind plays for Finland Nope, he plays for Denmark, that's two wrong <laughs> Robert Taylor Wales No, nope, he plays for Finland So you're three wrong at this moment in time Adam Lang. Oh, you're loving Lang. this, not you? You're loving this. Adam Lang. Yeah. Denmark. No, he plays for Hungary. Enos Bardi. North Macedonia. Yes! Well done. You got one correct. Well done. OK, good. Christopher Trimmel. Sweden. No, he plays for Austria. Oh. Jakob Morda. He plays for Austria. No, he plays for Poland. <sighs> Laszlo Benny's. It must be Hungary. No, Slovakia. Oh. R- Ruben Vargas. Czech Republic. No, he's Swiss. And finally, Eduard Sobel. Spain. <laughs> no, he plays for the Ukraine. So it's not so easy, is it, David, when someone puts oh. you on the spot? This week, David, you've managed to get one player correct out of that entire list. I used to,
0: When I was a kid, I used to know every player from every country. I would have read up of on the squads for the... World Cup and so stuff, can't be bothered anymore. It's more important. I know, to but do. What Did you see you're talking <laughs> of football? Cristiano's Ronaldo decision to remove two Coca Cola bottles from view at a press conference. He dented the value of the fizzy drink maker sponsorship of the European Championship and highlighted the risk brands face associating with sports stars made powerful by the social media area. The Portuguese captain a renowned health fanatic who refuses Coca-Cola and alcohol, underlined his point by holding a bottle of water while saying agua, Portuguese and Spanish for water. He has 550 million social media followers, according to this report in The Guardian. 36, now the world's most famous footballer, built an empire that's seen him make more than $1 billion in football salaries, bonuses, and commercial activities such as sponsorship. He's the highest earner on Instagram, commanding $1 million per paid post. That's unbelievable. And with more than $40 million in income from the social media platform annually, he makes more than his salary at Juventus through Instagram. Lord. Apart from the astonishing amount of money that Cristiano Ronaldo can earn outside of football, do sports stars have too much power and influence, do you think?
1: Well, clearly they do, don't they? If they're being paid 1 million, one million per paid post. Wow. That's million, unbelievable. Isn't so that's it?
0: probably about £720,000.
1: That's incredible. What I quite like here is Coca-Cola's response. I mean, I don't drink fizzy drinks, and I think it, it's the devil. I do think Coca-Cola is the devil. Um, and I stopped drinking fizzy drinks about three years ago. What I like, though, is Coca-Cola's response who said they don't care. Apparently, it Did wiped they? four billion off their share price. I think celebrities in general have too much power and influence, don't they?
0: Well, he's got half a billion social media followers, so...
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's well worth it. So actually a million, you think about it, a million per paid post probably isn't a lot for a, somebody who wants to work with Cristiano because they know they're going to get back that in tenfold in sales. It's astonishing um, earning power though, isn't it? Astonishing. What, what do you think your earning power is? If we, have, if we approached Instagram now and said, I'm available to do paid posts, what do you think they would pay you? Ten pence a post. <laughs> Oh, come on. I think we're the 83rd most popular podcast in Bulgaria. In Bulgaria, we must have some value. There must be some value for us advertising in Bulgaria yeah. on Instagram. Um, yeah,
0: about 10 pence.
1: What would we advertise? Yes. What would we advertise, though? In Bulgaria? Yeah. Um. <laughs> Over-50s life, over life insurance? Probably,
0: yeah. What else is there? Do you think that employers put too many restrictions on employees? Can you think of any restrictions that an employer's put on you before that you've not agreed with?
1: I think you're always going to get, you get restrictions, obviously, on your social media accounts, really what you should and shouldn't be posting, obviously. A quick story about a, a good friend of my wife's, Abby, who basically does a lot of stuff on Instagram. And somebody went on there and basically bullied her online. And basically said that she was overweight, that she was unattractive, X, Y and Z. So Abby very cunningly, went onto her social media profile and it said where she worked, took a screenshot of where she worked, took a screenshot of what she said, sent it to her employees and said, is this the kind of person you want working for your company? And she got fired. Good. Yeah. Uh, do you have a lot of, uh, of your ex-guests as friends on your social media accounts? Do you accept that? Mm. Is that something you like
0: to do? I know people that create a different account for themselves, just for mm. the guests.
1: Yeah, and then that's they have
0: one just for their friends.
1: I tend to. Um, I'm I'm happy to give out my personal email. In fact, I'm still in contact with a number of guests who I email on a regular basis, which is quite nice. And obviously, we know that you you're very good friends with Doug. Of course, your fellow Evertonian supporter. He came on the well, ship, and you're great friends with him, aren't you?
0: I mean, very, very good friends, really. He's helped me through a lot, especially this year, you know. I never thought I would make a good friend through, you know, you make acquaintances. And, uh, there yeah, are absolutely. A lot, there, there are a lot of guests that I've made friends with, um, but I don't mm. speak to so closely, do you know what I mean? There is very much a danger in letting guests that you've worked with, because then you're mixing business with pleasure, aren't you, really? Every time yeah, you... you post something on Facebook, are you thinking, oh, my God, who, who is going to be reading this?
1: You're right. No, you're absolutely right. And, and as you say, it, it, going back to Doug, that's a very rare occurrence, isn't it, that you find mm. a, a, a lifelong buddy like that. The rest of them are great, don't get me wrong, and the people on the ship are wonderful and the guests are lovely. It's not a transactional relationship, but it is in some respects, isn't it? Because, you know, they've come, you've served them, because ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what you're doing, and, and then they've left again with great memories. And I think that's kind of where it should really end.
0: When mm. you're on holiday and you meet other people, mm. Obviously, you're, yeah, you're round the pool every day, you see them, you think, oh, do you want to have dinner together tonight, especially if you've got kids the same age. And then yeah. you do that thing where you put the tables together, you sit, you get on, you think, oh, they're all right. And then you have a drink together. And then when you get on that plane, you're thinking, well, well you're not going to really see them again. They might live in a different no. country or a different region of, of the country you live in. I think to make a really strong bond, it starts, obviously, with a connection, but it has to be compounded over time. Mm. Like when I first met you, I thought you were a right cock. <laughs> I United. I did. Do you remember when we first met? Do you remember I can, the first I can time remember, we remember when we first met. I remember meeting you, and I'd heard things about you. I think from Gav or someone who said, "Oh, you'll you'll love Ben. You, you and Ben. Oh, you and Ben like, will be like peas in a pod. You'll get on so well."
1: That was the start of a beautiful thing, David. The third Adventures of Cornflake. Hello,
2: and welcome to the final further adventures of Cornflake. As always, we will give you four clues to a mystery destination. And all you have to do is decipher from the clues where Cornflake is this week. My daddy is the best. Clue number one flight time to tonight's mystery destination from London is roughly 2 hours and 35 minutes. From Amsterdam, it will take you 2 hours and 15 minutes, and from Frankfurt, 2 hours and 5 minutes. Once landed, you will be greeted by a population of 632,000 where is conflict this week.
0: Ben, did you see that Prince Harry has got himself a new job as Chief Impact Officer at a mental health startup in California, a position which is known as a chimpo in business circles? Now, congratulations to him, but it's getting attention for the wrong reasons in Japan because the word in Japan is slang for penis. Japanese news site Sarah News Twenty Four reported that people were laughing at the job title. It doesn't matter what age you are; the word "chimpo" always raises a smile. Um,
1: did you see this? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah it made did, me laugh.
0: It made me think of what word in a foreign language means something different and funny in another language. Now, in oh, Hungary, good question. Mm. in Hungary, um, the word for fart is "puki." Right. When the Finland game's on, the (laughs) the, the, the leading striker is Timor Pukki. And then last week, when Finland won, the commentator kept saying, oh, there's going to be Pukki parties all (laughs) all over Finland. And it made me and Zoe laugh. Also, the word for cheese in Hungary Mm. is called shite. Mm. Yeah. Shite. So obviously, shite in English means shite. Yeah. The the word for biscuits is called keks. Mm. Kecks. Right. so if you have cheesy biscuit it's Shy keks. <laughs> for those of you who don't know what keks means in in english it's sort of like a slang word for underpants
1: when i came out and i um and i shadowed you when i was doing my first first cruises and you were doing a little bit of hungarian you were giving them a couple of phrases and i i took those phrases and i incorporate them into my briefing and i do the the egg but i don't say it correctly apparently because a hungarian lady was on the ship who who was originally from Hungary, and then she moved to America and she came up to me afterwards and she said, you know, you're basically saying force to your bottom. It's like um, the old manager at the Pickafor Park, Miguel, used to basically come and do the manager's... um, the manager's... What did they do? The cocktail reception or whatever it's called? The
0: manager's welcome party, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, the manager's welcome party, that was it. And he would come, you know, and it'd be an awful... And you'd get all the guests down there prior to dinner thinking they were going to come to something and there'd be a rancid bowl of sangria and then he'd shuffle on and basically just say, hello, welcome, And then he used to say always the, like, force canoe. He'd go, hmm, force canoe, basically. And uh, and it meant strength to your cock. And then he'd chuck... He'd basically just go off laughing and they'd all be going around going force canoes drink to your cock which made me laugh
0: (laughs) You are listening to the Overboard Podcast with David and Ben
1: Benjamin did you see a couple
0: who tried to mend their on-off relationship by handcuffing their hands together for three months finally had their chain removed and immediately broke up Alexander Kudle and Victoria Pushdovitova from Kharkiv in Ukraine spent 123 days chained together but admitted their efforts to repair their on-off relationship didn't work as their chain was finally severed by giant cutters in Kiev the pair said they couldn't wait to go their separate ways um, anyone could see that was going to happen surely
1: yeah. <laughs> I mean Christ if oh, you're all- struggling in a relationship you want to be handcuffed to them oh, yeah, so it sounds a little bit dramatic doesn't it
0: Oh, my God, I'm just surprised they're still alive.
1: Why did they do it in the first place?
0: I don't know. Well, they're Ukrainian, aren't they? Lunatics. Um, sorry, sorry, oh. Max. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's that's us slipping down to number 323 in the Ukraine rating. Uh, <laughs> have you been forced ever to spend time with somebody?
1: Thinking about the training courses, I think when you, you bring together a lot of different people with different outlooks on life and different personalities um, and then you ask them to spend... Four weeks in chalets in Pontins in Blackpool. Can we really?
0: We couldn't leave the park, really, could we? No, it it was very because the the time allowances meant that by the time we'd finished the course, everything was shut. Now, if I remember rightly, you used to really, and excuse my expression, lose your shit on those training courses because you used to go virtually crazy. Did I? Oh my God! Yeah, I remember something. You were particularly not happy about something, and you were falling out with everyone one day. And I was just, like, trying to calm you down. I remember... Can you not remember?
1: At the time, they had to bring their swimming costumes, yeah, basically, and all the Ents had to go in the pool and do these water activities. And there were a number of entertainers who had approached me and you who said they weren't comfortable to go into the pool and do these water activities. And running these sessions in the evening were the aforementioned three people, and we weren't even working that night. We had the night off. I'd approach them to say, look... This isn't right, we can't make these people go in the pool and stuff like this. And they were like, it's not your session. You're not getting involved. All of this kind of stuff. Leave it alone. They are going to be in the pool. They are going to do it and all this kind of stuff. And do you know what's really interesting about this, Dave? Then in 2004 was a completely different time to it is now in 2021. And there is no way now that you could force a member of your staff to go in that pool and do those sessions. I'll give you an example of that. On the last training course that I did last year when I was working with a good friend of ours, We were told, approached by senior management with the company that we were training with and told that under no circumstances were we allowed to get this specific entertainer to come up on the microphone because they were dealing with anxiety issues and they weren't Mm. to be put in that position in front of their peers. So actually, looking back on it, I was way ahead of my time. When
0: you're forced to spend time with someone in a closed environment, it does does make the relationships very strained or... Mm. I mean, what, what's, the, what's the flip side of that? When have you been put together with someone and you've suddenly, you know, they're like the they're like the ying to your yang.
1: Well, I mean, an example is you, Dave. I'm not just using you because you're here, but it was. I mean, at the end of the day, we were thrust together on that training course in Blackpool. I'd only met you a couple of times. I knew you were a decent fella because everybody that I'd met had said, Oh, you're going to love Dave. Gav had said the same to me. You're going to get on really well. Andy Howling. Oh, my God, Andy Howling. He was so excited. Dave's coming over. The baby's coming. Baby's coming and all this kind of stuff. Still never brought us a drink, did he? But that doesn't matter. It was very early on on that training course that Pete had said, Right, Ben and Dave, you'll be responsible for these sessions. I we just went in there and suddenly. You know, that's
0: it We were like a double act, weren't we? We were like a double It was Ben and Dave It was always Ben and Dave Uh,
1: The the decomposing lobster I mean, it's great to sometimes wear a mask, David I mean, I I like to wear one in bed sometimes with the wife And she really enjoys it And just a full-on gimp, really That's the best mask to wear uh, Look over there, there's a pigeon
0: Uh, Benjamin, did you see (laughs) (laughs) Did you see a new TikTok craze? Yeah. Caused a fit and healthy twenty year old woman to suffer a heart attack. Uh, it's almost unbelievable that I'm reading this out, but the dry scoop challenge is sweeping across the social media platform. But it could be incredibly dangerous if Bryatney Portillo's story Briatney. I mean what a name is anything to go by bryatney bloody hell the student ingested the student ingested a mouthful of pre-workout protein powder without diluting it with water for an energy boost sweating profusely before she'd even started Briatney decided to press on with her weight session but things began to get more serious She said, I started weightlifting and my chest felt slightly heavy and hurting a bit. I ignored it because I assumed it was an anxiety or a panic attack and continued with my workout. Now, CT scans revealed she had suffered a small heart attack and was told by doctors she had a sensitivity to caffeine she had previously been unaware of. Now, her video recounting the frightening episode has been viewed more than 2.3 million times and attracted 335,000 likes. She warned her followers, I would advise everyone to know their caffeine tolerance and to just mix it with water. Don't do dry scooping just because it's trending online. Brittany has recovered fully from the episode, but the trend continues to pop up on TikTok. Benjamin, have I gone completely...
1: Fucking mad. <laughs> what the hell is this about? This is just, again, this is, we've talked about this over the last couple of, this is just morons, man. Absolute morons. This reminds me of the trend that was going around a couple of years ago, which was to take a teaspoon of nutmeg and put it in your mouth. Have you seen these videos? And then they just like, you haven't seen them? mm mm Oh you must watch it There is a particularly funny one Of this young lady doing it And basically they take a teaspoon of nutmeg They put it in the mouth And then BOOM It starts coming out of everywhere Out of their nose They're coughing They can't catch their breath What's the point of that? I know It's awful man It's absolutely awful Um, But this reminds me so much of that I mean What is it with these trends? These trends that people do They are very dangerous aren't they?
0: Can we put this down to people who are young and adventurous and inexperienced, or can we put this down to people are morons?
1: I think we can put this down to people are morons. I think we can, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this reminds me of a, of a friend I had, and it comes down to it. You know, you can, you can be a very intelligent person, yeah, but you can still be a moron, can't you? Hmm, My mate yeah. Johnny Seymour at school, Johnny Seymour was the most intelligent person I'd ever met. In my entire life, he went on. He is now a top eye surgeon. I mean, crikey! So literally,
0: literally, he 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 saw more. Johnny Seymour.
1: Yes, he literally, very very, clever, very clever, yeah. He said, well, very good. The difference between intelligent and common sense, what would you rather have, Dave? Would you rather be incredibly intelligent but have no common sense or would you rather have common sense and not be as intelligent? For me, personally, it goes without saying, I'd rather have common sense and be less intelligent.
0: Not having common sense is very dangerous. It is very dangerous. As you can see with... Briatney. What's the most careless thing you've done as a young man?
1: I think one of the most careless things that I have done in the past is text when I'm driving. It's so stupid because I have honestly then looked up and thought, how did I get to this point of the road? Or, Jesus, that was close.
0: Especially when you've got kids in the car and they ask you something or they ask you to do some, oh, I've dropped this and you're like driving along, you're trying to bend back without sort of looking back and pick something off the floor for them. It's just oh, no, ridiculous.
1: I, I tell you something I've never done, Dave, and I could honestly say hand on the heart, I've never, ever, ever done any driving when I've been drunk.
0: Thing. I wasn't going to say driving, but I was going to say actual drinking, the amount of things oh. that you used to drink when you were younger. I mean, an old friend, we were good friends 30 years ago, we were 16, anyway, he went uh, to do a year of his university in Spain or a year's work in Spain. We made them this mixtape. He sent it to me, uh, converted the other day. It's very nice because it's got my mother on it speaking. So oh, lovely! Been Thirty years, yeah, it was very nice. Yeah. I remember those times, and we're recording it in this nightclub. All these messages for Mike and Mike Lewis. Hi, Mike. All these messages for him, and uh, we were so hammered. I mean, mm. you could just hear the responses are ridiculous. No one's making any sense. And I remember <laughs> we used to go around to a mate's house and drink this really proof Southern Comfort. So it was like 50% or something proof. We would get hammered on that in in my mate's house and then go out to the pub and then go to the nightclub. I mean, it was ridiculous. You know, when you're 17, 18, 19, it was every night. Every yeah. night we would be hammered. It's, I just couldn't imagine it now. I do enjoy having a nice beer. Mm, mm. I do enjoy occasionally when I'm with friends having a couple of whiskies maybe. Anymore, the next day it's not even worth it. It's not even your head, it's what it does to your body. You
1: know, yeah, and, oh, I it's know. It's like not even worth it anymore. No, no, very true. Very true. Our adventures of Cornflake!
2: Clue number two in the further adventures of conflict this week is the radio and TV tower of the city is the tallest scru- structure in the country of its location and it, and one of the tallest in the Euro- European Union reached 368.5 meters. Uncle David has a very shiny head.
0: Y'all listening to the Overboard podcast with David and Ben. They talk funny and they are funny. Benjamin, Cornflake, last week Now, what was it? Was he in a person? Was it a place? I think it was a place, wasn't it? It was I a place, believe, yeah you... I do believe it was in the United Kingdom, wasn't it? We've had a couple of guesses that say
1: Salford Right, OK, that is very interesting Well, very close yeah. to Salford The actual destination was Manchester Salford is in Manchester It's just like an area of Manchester So great. Can, can, they, can they
0: have it if they've put Salford or not?
1: They can have Salford, yeah, because it's very specific But it was actually okay. Manchester
0: So, alright then, Manchester, well done This moment, that sound, that noise, as always, means it's time for anger management. What's been bothering you this week?
1: Socks. Socks have been annoying me. Socks that need to be hung up after they've been washed. One thing that really annoys me is that whenever it's my turn to take out the washing and hang it up outside, there seems to be an enormous amount of socks. I can't stand hanging up socks on the washing line. And that's been the thing that's been winding me
0: up. Charmed life you lead.
1: Well, you wouldn't know what a washing machine was if it... Of
0: course I do. I've got two children and no wife now. (laughs) Now listen, what's bothering me is the constant and baffling confusion about this current time we're going in. For me, this week, everything's gone. Everything's finished. In Budapest, they had the Mm. Budapest versus Portugal game. There were 50-odd thousand people in the stadium. I went with Zoe to the fan zone park. There were 30,000 people. It was great, by the way. The only restrictions, there was no face masks or anything like that, the only restrictions was when you went in, you had to prove that you had your immunisation and you had your temperature taken. All of a sudden, everyone's getting contracts through to start working on ships, which again is great. I said, if this changes, it will change very quickly. I always said that. But for me, I'm a little bit scared that it's changing too quickly all of a sudden. Or have I just been not really aware that it's been gradually changing? What do you think?
1: I was confused to see the 50,000 supporters. And I, I thought you had more restrictions going on than that. At the end of the day, you can't keep going down the rabbit hole every single time a new variant comes out or every single time somebody gets COVID. People are always going to get COVID because they're not going to, some people aren't going to take the vaccination. We have to move on. We have to get going, Dave. We have to start things up again. And if... The scientific data is proving and showing that it's down to levels that are just manageable. Because at the end of the day, remember, one of the reasons why everything has been shut down across the globe is because healthcare systems can't deal with the amount of people being admitted to hospital with COVID. Now those numbers are manageable. Life just has to return.
0: I agree with you. There's something inside of me that is saying it's too early. It's not over yet. Do you have that feeling?
1: No, I don't have that feeling. And in fact, we've just delayed delayed things a little bit longer here in the UK until the whole of the lifting of restrictions. Double check, yeah. Yeah.
0: The other thing I wanted to to ask you, can you remember when you were young Mm. and you used to be told to wear clean underpants? Make sure you're wearing clean underpants just in case you have an accident. (laughs) Can you you ever remember this? Uh, Yeah, it's it's. it's, uh, Is it it, it something? It was quite a common expression. Yeah, it's just been passed on, isn't it? But it doesn't make any sense, does it? Make sure you're wearing clean underpants, just in case you have an accident.
1: Yeah, but if you
0: have an accident, what are the likelihood of your underpants being clean anyway? I was a special constable when I was younger. I wanted to join the police force. Did you know this? No I didn't, know. Yeah I spent like just over a year in the special constabulary for those of you that don't know a special constabulary officer is like the volunteer police force you don't get actually paid for it, you get expenses but you still have powers of arrest, you still have a uniform, you still have to do a certain amount of the same training and you obviously get put on traffic events, you go out with a regular police officer on patrol and stuff like that. The first time I saw a, a, a dead body we went we were out on patrol and this man had died in a hotel and mm. we went <laughs> went there. And what you have to do, first of all, you have to search the body. Mm. So you have to search the clothes and everything. And I remember this Piers, he was called, this police officer. He was a very nice guy. And I was only, what, 18? He was about 22 or something, 23. And he was going, right, David, you've never done this before. Just be aware that when the body dies, it releases mm. everything. So he might have wet himself, for instance. Yeah. You know, just, just be aware. He said, the other thing he said, when these bodies are dead suddenly, they can spasm. He said, they can suddenly spasm or they can fart, they can release something. He said, so if the body suddenly moves, don't, don't be scared. It won't be anything. It's just the body suddenly spasming, you know. Right. I was like, OK. I'm, I'm there, rubber gloves on, everything, hand in the pocket. And this fucker went, woo. <laughs> 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 the police officer, that is, not not the body, <laughs> the police officer. Oh, right, OK. So the point is that when, when a body has an accident anyway... Yeah, it, shits it, up, it shits up. Yeah,
1: yeah. You, you yeah, yeah. do, you can... Quality fluid so, comes out. Yeah. So you're right, so the saying actually makes no sense, does it? The adventures
2: of Cornflake! Time for the penultimate clue in this week's Further Adventures of Cornflake. The city centre of tonight's mystery destination was... Designated a UNESCO
1: UNESCO
2: UNESCO World Heritage Site in 1997, but where is Cornflake this week? And show is done, so it's
0: done. I
2: want like to do. So I this, watch extra TV. I do know you are. So
0: this is the Overboard Podcast.
2: It's Overboard Podcast. I will go with
0: David and Ben. And give it a bang. It's time for what you're listening to. This week I've gone with Bobby Darren and things.
2: Well, I'm thinking about the things we used to do. Thinking of
0: things like a walk in the park, things. like a kiss in the dark. Like a ride. Hey. What about the night we cried? Things ben, like uh, the reason that I'm listening things. to this, it sounds like a bit of an odd choice, but the reason is, I've, as I said, I've got Zoe with me this week, and uh, I've got a bit of an Amazon playlist in the car. This is one of the songs on it. It came up the other day. We were listening to this, and there's some lyrics to the song where it goes, things like a walk in the park, things like a kiss in the dark. And Zoe was like, What are those words? Why is he kissing a duck? And I said, no, he's not (laughs) kissing a duck. Uh, Memories are all I have to cling to, and heartaches are the friends I'm talking to. And she thought it said hot eggs. (laughs) <laughs> hot, why is he talking to hot eggs it's not hot eggs It's hot. so then we listened to this song about five times it's a lovely song written and recorded by Bobby Darin in 1962 released as a single it reached number three in the US number two in the UK Bobby Darin born 1936 an American singer songwriter multi-instrumentalist impressionist and actor in film and television he performed jazz, pop, rock and roll, folk Swing and country music He recorded his first million selling single Splish Splash in 1958 Followed by dream lover Mac the Knife Beyond the Sea Which brought him worldwide fame In 1990 he was Inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame And in 1999 he was voted Into the Songwriters Hall of Fame So, Bobby Darren and things Benjamin, this week you've gone for Billy Bragg, The Great Leap Forward Jungle sales Are organised And pamphlets Still to be hosted. You can be All right Benjamin, why have you gone for that?
1: Yeah, I mean Billy Bragg. Uh, <laughs> He's very political, and I'm not into all that, as you know. But a friend of ours played us, uh, p- or played me, this song. It just speaks to me over the last 18 months because I think a lot of us are waiting for the the great leap forward. What's going to happen? How can we how can we take this next steps in our life? And what is that next great great thing that we're going to do? So the song the song speaks to me a lot. Billy Bragg, I mean, probably best known for. Do you know what his most famous song is? He did a song called Between the Wars. He wrote a New England, which has been made, made famous. Oh, he by did Kirstie write a New Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah great so song. he's probably. Yeah, yeah. He he actually recorded it as well. Yeah, he did. Most famous for a song that didn't really do anything for him but did a lot for Kirsty McCall. So just a great song, and I love the way the song builds as well. Folk music, mate, tells a story, and this tells a great story of a a leap forward. Waiting for the Great Leap Forwards is
0: a 1988 song by English singer-songwriter Billy Bragg. The song was released as an advanced single from the album Workers' Playtime in 1988 reached number 52 on the UK singles chart. Written after the disillusionment of the 1987 general election, Bragg describes Great Leap Forwards as my way of owning up to the ambiguities of being a political pop star while stating clearly that I still believed in Sam Cooke's promise that a change was going to come. Born in 1957, English singer-songwriter, left-wing activist, his music blends elements of folk, punk rock and protest songs with lyrics that mostly span political or romantic themes. His music is heavily centred on bringing about change and involving the younger generation in activist causes. Billy Bragg's The Great Leap Forward. Benjamin it's now time for Etymology Corner. Uh, this week it's in the doldrums, it means depressed, dull and listless, for example Benjamins in the doldrums for most of every winter. Uh, This expression alludes to the maritime doldrums, a belt of calms and light winds north of the equator in which sailing ships were often becalmed. This dates back to the early 1800s. Known to sailors around the world, this part of the world is the doldrums, the Intertropical Convergence Zone, ITCZ, pronounced and sometimes referred to as the itch. It's a belt around the earth extending approximately five degrees north and south of the equator. Sailors will get stranded in Doldrum regions because there would be no wind to help push the boat to other locations.
1: Fascinating. The further
2: adventures of Conflict. This is your final clue then in the further adventures of Conflict this week. The city hosted the 2006 NATO Summit, the Eurovision Sun Contest in 2003, the 2006 Men's World Ice Hockey Championships and a 2013 World Women's Curling Cup. Championship. Uncle David, for the final time this season, where is
1: Cornflake this week? Yeah! Did it! You did it, dude! Well done. Well, done, well done. Thank you! There goes Cornflake, off for a well deserved rest for the next five months or so.
0: For the next she's gonna having a nice cat nap.
1: Mr. Speaker! <laughs> Mr. Speaker!
0: then well that's about it for this week and this series Benjamin it's been a pleasure thank you very much for, for doing the podcast with me we'd like to thank of course Darren our contributors and everyone that's been listening if you've enjoyed the shows you can still subscribe through your listening platform this way it will download ready for you because as I said we will be doing a series of one-offs as well which will pop up every now and again and the new series will come towards the end of the year available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts Spotify, Breakercast, Box, Overcast, Pocket Radio Public and Anchor, and many more. And uh, let people know if you're enjoying them to join the exclusive little club that we call the Overboard Podcast listeners. You can still contact us on especially our Facebook page, which is at Overboard Podcast, boardsbelt B O R E D, or on our website, overboard.com, or on Twitter, Overboard5, Boards B O R E D. Benjamin, nearly 35 episodes. We've covered a year and three months of pandemics, lockdowns, false hope, misery, depression, optimism and now possibly a big restart uh, this summer of 2021. Thank you very much for, you know, breaking my virginity of podcasting with me. Um, <laughs> uh, it's nice to lose my virginity to you and to everybody else. I will see, speak to you later on in the year. Um, Good night.
1: Yeah, good night. Stay safe, Dave. Cheers.